What's up, guys? Welcome back to Lovercast episode number four. Today, we're going to talk about a book that I just read literally within like 24 hours. This was a 12 hour book, and I read it in 24 hours. Pretty much all I did from morning till night was read this book because it was that powerful. And it's by a guy named David Goggins. Now, David Goggins, if you don't know who he is, is some people call him the hardest man alive. He was a Navy SEAL, he was an Army Scout, he has set world records like the pull up world record in 24 hours. He runs ultra marathons. He's a man that literally pushes the limits of the human body. And so he does all kinds of crazy things. Like, for example, one thing he did was running, I can't remember the name of it. It's like the Bad Run or something or the Badland Run. It's a 100-mile run, 100 miles, by the way, without stopping through the hottest place in the world. It can get to 140 degrees Fahrenheit, and he ran that race and got like seventh place. He did another run in the complete opposite conditions, another 100-mile run, through some of the coldest temperatures in the world. He's done crazy things on the Navy SEALs, and he is really a huge inspiration to me because I think maybe I'm not as hard as him or even remotely close. But I think we both have a similar way of viewing the world. And so I read his book and I pulled out a couple of key lessons I wanted to share with you guys today on our journey of improving your life. Every single week I'm reading books and I'm bringing you the knowledge I'm finding in these books, kind of summarizing it to you. And I'm trying to share it with you because I think it will hopefully make a big difference for you guys. So if you want his book, you can find it. It's linked on my website. You can check out all my favorite books there, of course, loverfella.com. But let's jump into the first lesson here. And you've only heard a couple of things that he's done, right? This entire book is full of crazy records he's set. But David Goggins says the most powerful force in human nature is ourselves. The most powerful force is our brain. And if we can kind of overcome this thing inside of our brain called what he calls the governor, then you can do amazing things. So that was kind of a big, big sentence to swallow here. So let me kind of break it down. Why is he called a governor and what is a governor? If you guys don't know what a governor is, it's something that can limit the fuel, limits the air of a car, and it kind of stops your car from like running too hard. Like if you took that out of cars, then the car would just, you know, go a little bit faster, burn more fuel, whatever. It'd be more powerful. But we all have one of those in our minds, and our governor kind of controls us in a lot of ways. Our governor says, you really probably can't do that extra rep on your curl. You really probably can't. It's hurting. You're tired. You're like, you're right. I probably can't. But the truth is you probably can. And if you can push through that and you can kind of overcome your governor, then you can start to do these really insane things. Like, could you imagine someone could do hundreds of thousands of pull-ups in a few months? Hundreds of thousands? I can barely do 25 in a row. And I've been working on that for almost four months now, and I can barely do 25, right? This dude did like 10,000 in 24 hours or some crazy number. And that's because he kind of pushed through that. He kind of broke the bounds of what we thought was possible. Another great example is, and again, I'm, I'm forgetting names here because I'm a terrible podcaster, but there's a, there's a, there's a time where people said a sub-four-minute mile waiting for a train to pass, but I'll just go. There was a time where they said a sub five minute mile was impossible. Humans were not capable of running quicker than five plus minutes for a mile. Well, one day this guy said, I don't think this is true. And he started training and training and training. And guess what? He broke it with a time of four minutes, 59 seconds. He broke it by one second. Now, never before in human history has there been recorded a person that ran under five minutes ever. After this dude broke it, six months later, his record was broke, and now almost 300 people have ran a mile in under five minutes because we put our own artificial barrier in. We said it wasn't possible, and so for thousands of years, it wasn't because we didn't believe it was. Now, that's a pretty dramatic example, but it's the same thing with everything that you do in your life. Your mind is telling you what's possible, so every single time you go out to do something like take a curl, like sit down for a test, like run, like push yourself in any way, your mind already has a predetermined limit, and when you reach that, based on your previous experiences, you're going to quit. So you have to force yourself through that. Now, this guy did extreme things. Like he did pull-ups until the flesh of his hand peeled off like a glove. I'm not saying you should push yourself that hard, but I'm saying that you should go a lot farther than you're going right now. And I've, I, this is honestly in the last week been one of the biggest paradigm shifts in my life 
it's absolutely insane. And for those of you that don't know exactly what a paradigm is, it's kind of like a roadmap for your life. So we all have different roadmaps. We were all raised differently. And so every one of us has a different paradigm. We have a different way of viewing our life. And how it works is when stuff comes into your life that matches your paradigm, you soak it in. You're like, yeah, this is this is right. This is my map. I agree with this. But when you hear something that doesn't match your paradigm, it's, it's really easy to just ignore it and say that that doesn't even matter. And you just toss it aside. You'll never remember that. And so this to me kind of shifted a big portion of the way I view my life. Because like I'm doing curls, I'm doing push-ups, I'm doing pull-ups, sit-ups, and I notice I'm hitting this artificial limit I've set. And I can push way past that. And in fact, I pushed beyond that, beyond what I thought was possible. And I'm not even, I feel like close to where I could be. I'm kind of slow because I don't want to hurt myself right now. Um, but there's definitely something that limits us all. And I think it's important to recognize where that boundary is. Where is it for you? And push past it because it's different for all of us. So the governor is a key concept in that book. And I think that's absolutely key to reaching your goals that you hopefully sat last or set up um, like one or two episodes ago. If you haven't seen, highly encouraged because you need to set goals for any of this to work. So the governor, you need to be able to remove him. You need to be able to recognize him and you need to be able to take control of your mind. But another interesting interesting thing about the governor is that David Goggins claims that we only use 40% of what we're capable of. Now that doesn't mean we're only using that stupid, like what, you only use 20% of your brain or some stupid thing that everyone says. That's not true. You're using all your brain. If you didn't use it, you'd be like dead. So you're using your brain, but that doesn't mean you're using your potential. And so look at what you're doing right now and consider that you might not even be doing half as good as what you're capable of be doing if you pushed yourself through everything, if you always strive to be the best that you could be. And you know, you're gonna have to make sacrifices for that. Like maybe what you need to do is sit down and decide if you want to be the hundred percent absolute max capable you, you know, maybe the max you can lift 600 pounds for a bench press, right? If you worked out every day for 10 years, that's the max you would get to. That's your peak. Your genetics limit you. Maybe you don't really care. You don't want to lift that hard. So maybe you're happy with 80% of that. And the other 20% you can use for maybe you want to use it to relax or hang out with friends or something like that. I mean, you have you do have to make sacrifices. So I'm not telling you to get out there and, you know, just give up on your friends, give up on going out, give up on weekends and just work all the time. But you need to figure out how exactly you want to spend that time. So for me, I've recognized that I'm working too hard. I'm taken back. I'm trying to force myself to relax one or two hours every single week, which is a huge change for me because I'm used to working from till I wake up till I go to bed. So consider you might be using 40% of your potential and you might be able to double the effort you're putting in and might be able to get double the results out. And I could say from my experience in the past week from working out, I went in with this mentality and I was able to do more lifts and more weights than I've done before because there was this arbitrary limit that I'd already set for myself. And I said, I can only do 10 curls at 25 pounds. That's what I'm capable of. And then I said, what if I'm not? And I actually managed to do about 39 curls and I went up five pounds. So it was really interesting, big mental shift for me. Something I'm really happy about. So that's really cool. Now, another thing David Goggins does is he's really, really honest with himself. And I believe in positive talk as much as the next person. And I actually really struggle with negative self-talk a lot. It's actually my biggest weakness is that I'm really hard on myself. Um, My confidence is actually a lot lower than it might sound to be because in my mind, I'm beating myself up. A lot of it just stems from how I was raised as a kid. A lot of memories of my parents just like telling me I'm a loser and all of this stuff that unfortunately carries through your life. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. And so every time I do something, I'm like, oh, you're actually a loser. It's just like ingrained into who I am. So I'm trying to overcome that myself, but you have to call it out, right? Like if you're fat, literally so many people I know that are fat, just say, I'm fine, right? I'm not actually fat. They deny it. Like if you're fat, you're fat. All right. Look at yourself in the mirror and call yourself fat. Look at yourself. Look at the roles. Look at your fat admit that you're fat. 
stop denying it and move forward. Do that for everything. Like, you know what's wrong with you, right? You know that you're sad because you're fat. You're not happy because you don't have friends. Whatever it is, you know what it is. So be accountable. It's no one else's fault but yours. So the accountability mirror is where you write your goals down on a mirror daily. You put it next to yourself and you look at yourself in the mirror. You look at your mistakes, your flaws, your problems, and you just openly admit them to yourself. You call yourself out. Don't be soft. If you're fat, look at yourself and say, you are fat. Say it because it's true. And then hold yourself to fix it. So maybe your goal is to lose one pound by the end of the week. Then you write that on a note and you put it on the mirror. And then when that goal is done, you take it down, you write up your next goal and put it up there. You should never have a blank mirror. You should always have goals up there. This is not something that I do. Um, I actually write them on my phone, but according to David Goggins, that doesn't work. You have to see it next to your face. You have to see it on your mirror. It really helps you hold yourself accountable because you're then relating yourself to those goals by seeing yourself next to them. And this is something he used in order to become a Navy SEAL. And if you're not from America, or maybe you're not familiar, Navy SEALs and Navy SEAL training is one of the most intense probably the most intense physical uh, uh, you know, physical thing you could ever go through. They will be called Hell Week, for example. And in Hell Week, they have to do insane things. Like, for example, they will stand in the middle of the ocean for four days straight in the waves, no food, no water, when it's freezing cold, in the ocean. Like, imagine standing in the ocean for four days. No sleep, no food, nothing. You just stand there, and you have to survive. Like, they do insane stuff. And if you fail ever, no matter how far you get, you're done. At the end of the week, people aren't able to walk. They have broken bones. Some of them run 10 to 15 miles on broken legs. Did you know that was possible? Because I didn't. I thought that was impossible. So every one of these men have broken through their governor. Um, and every single one of these men do things like the accountability mirror. Because again, without goals, you're not going to hit anything, right? If you're not shooting at a target, you can't hit the target. It's really simple. So the same thing applies here. And this is just a more advanced version of setting goals. So this is something I'm going to try in my own personal life here um, coming up. I'm not really sure how exactly I'll do it. I need to figure out a nice system for myself. But this is really, really cool, and I think it's really powerful. So don't be soft on yourself, guys. Call yourself out for your problems. And that's the lesson that is that he said something that was really profound. He said, the ultimate key to getting the most out of ourselves in life is to commit to something. Now, that is one of the most powerful things I've heard because I've seen it true in my own life, and I've seen it true in a lot of others' lives. The moment you decide to commit not the moment you decide that, oh, I'm kind of interested. The moment you commit and you put yourself out there and you absolutely commit at 110% everything that you have, that is the moment that you start actually getting everything. If you only half commit, if you only partly commit, you work out two or three days a week for 10 minutes, you know, just a really light workout, guess what? You're probably not going to lose that weight and get completely jacked. If you commit, you work out an hour a day, you eat the exact right foods you need, you drink in supplements and protein shakes and everything that you could possibly need, you're going to have good results. It's all about commitment. And I think that's simple, but powerful. And this guy, this guy's great. See at reality checks, he really just says it how it is. So another thing that he said is you should never wish you will arrive. Don't wish you will arrive, make it happen. All right. A lot of people wish they will get something. A lot of people wish they will be a YouTuber. They wish they will be a professional basketball player. They wish, but that's really all it is. You know, maybe if something comes around and I get lucky, I'm going to practice a little bit. Maybe I'll get there. You can't wish there's no wishing in life. Like that doesn't really happen. You can't just think about something and you can't just make it happen. You will avoid all the pain, all of the hardships, all of the challenges that you need to go through in order to make these things come true. Because anything that's worth it is not going to be easy. Anything that's worth it is going to be extremely difficult. So you shouldn't wish. You should accept that it's going to be hard. You're going to want to quit. You're going to go through years and years of pain and suffering. You're going to go through physical pain, mental pain, emotional pain. If you want something bad enough, that's what commitment's about. You're going to get there. So you really need to stop wishing and you need just to start doing. You need to run straight into it. Accept the pain. Callous your mind every single day. 
there is no goal that's worthy of your like there's no goal that you should get without difficulty right you need to step outside your comfort zone every day and you really need to build up that strength because you might get there maybe some random luck happens you want to be a youtuber and you release a video your first video gets 50 million views and you have more subs than me congratulations but you don't have the mental toughness to sustain it you have no idea what you're doing so you get a small amount of success and then you lose it all and then what you have no idea how you, what you did in the first place right so you need to realize that this mental toughening is what's going to let you hold on to it when you finally do reach success. And the final thing I want to talk to you guys about today is really interesting, something I've never heard about in my entire life, and I thought this was fascinating. He calls this taking their souls. So he did this thing when he was competing with people where he took their souls, and I was like, what the crap does that mean? This dude's absolutely insane. The more I thought about it, the more I respected it, and the more I realized where he was coming from. So let's say you're in a pull-up competition. Your, your goal is to beat the guy next to you. Who can do more pull-ups? You're both on pull-up 10. Inside your mind, you know you've got a maximum of two pull-ups left. The guy next to you looks like he's perfectly fine. You give up. You give up on 10. You know you could do two more, but the guy next to you looked fine. You knew he could do 10 more. Taking their soul is where you don't show that weakness. And so he looks at you. You're the one that doesn't look weak. He says, this guy doesn't have any, or this guy, this guy doesn't look tired at all, even though you only have two left in you. And that guy gives up. Taking their soul is basically projecting an insane amount of confidence to someone to the point where you look unfazed by what's going on. You take their soul, you take their power away. They see that and they stop. It's it's a really interesting concept. You can apply it to a lot of things, but if you can figure out how to take people's souls and in such a weird thing to say, it can be one of those powerful things you can ever do. So I thought that was fascinating. He used it all the time throughout his um, Navy SEALs career. For example, if he had to do insanely impossible challenges like swimming underwater 100 feet untying and retying 10 different knots in one breath and coming up he did it and the whole time he thought he was going to pass out and die he was starting to black out but he didn't show any weakness because he knew if he showed weakness that the others would think he was weak the others would think that they were stronger than him and that momentum goes a long way so it's really good insight into how powerful um, thought can really be how powerful others perception of you can be so I thought that was cool and I wanted to throw it in. It doesn't necessarily apply to everything, but it's really a sweet little tip there. So guys, this is a uh, summary of my key points and how I think you can apply David Goggin's book. I really encourage you to read this one. Like every book I read, I think that everyone would benefit from the stories and the mindsets in it. You're not going to get all of it from my podcasts. These are these are simple, all right? These are stories. These are overviews of books and ideas and, and things that I think will help you have a great year. So this book's incredible. Check it out on my website. As always, guys, if you enjoy this podcast, leave a comment. Let me know what other topics you want to see covered. This is posted on YouTube, Spotify, not yet Apple because they denied me, and Google Play. So you can find it anywhere that you get your podcast. As always, have an awesome day. Spread the love. See you guys tomorrow, 3 p.m. for the next video. Peace.